discography, review things, whatever you want to call them. I was away on vacation in uh, the land of COVID. I was in the United States of America. I was in Arizona visiting my friend Tom, and I was uh, back, and I, I think I'm safe. I, I feel okay. I've been back a week. They say it takes about two weeks for symptoms to develop, uh, and I've been back a week. Um, it's crazy to think that just because I was there that I somehow am more exposed to COVID, although I was, but uh, yeah, the land of COVID, but anyway, I'm back and I'm going to continue with these, uh, I think I've got, I'm down to the last, unless something changes, the last three episodes of these uh, reviews, the last one I did uh, was Pantera, if I did Pantera, how could I do anything next but down, I'm going to do down, that was a really bad uh, voice, I don't have the, the low voice like Phil Anselmo to do that, but I'm, I'm going to talk about Down today. I'm going to go through their discography, talk about um, all their albums. I've got all their their albums here right in front of me, and um, I love Down. There was um, I, I was a little bit a little bit late to the Down party. Um, my introduction to Down, I did get into them on their first first album. Some of these bands I've talked about. I get into later Van Halen, I get into on their fourth album, Kiss on their fourth album, uh, Black Sabbath, you know, 10 years after they were a band. Down I was into almost from the beginning. I remember first hearing about Down when um, when I still lived in Canada, there was a, a radio station I listened to called 97.7 Hits FM. I, I assume they're, they're still in operation. And... Um, there were, there used to, they used to have a show called Music Notes at Six, and it was like um, uh, like a, a weekly, I think it was a Monday to Friday music show, talking about what was happening in the world of music, and um, I can't remember, this, this must have been late 95 or early 96, I can't remember what they were talking about, but the, the one of the hosts said, um, or maybe it was the host, I think it was, she was uh, Christy Knight. She talked about, um, they were talking about maybe some other super group. I hate that term super group and I hate air quotes even more. And I just did them both together. But she was, she was, I think talking about some other super group and, and, and she mentioned about, it was similar to, to down with, with Phil Anselmo. And I thought, and I had never heard of it before, which is kind of strange because I was really into music and I always knew what was happening in music. My cat is making, a cameo. So I, um, I, I immediately, I was a huge, massive Pantera fan and a, a big, uh, pretty big COC fan also, Corrosion of Conformity. So that anything that, um, Pepper Keenan and Phil Anselmo are doing together must be gold. So I immediately, um, after I guess I picked my job off the floor, I went out and I got their first album, which I learned was this one. This is called NOLA. This is uh, the first down album. This came out in 1995. My cat has had enough. Okay. Um, so I got this album, and I guess the uh, the idea was the band was called Down because they, they did it. It was a 
I don't know if it was originally intended to be like a one-off project, but it was a, one of these spare time projects. So they, they called it down because I think they, they did it in their downtime. So it was, uh, it was Phil Anselmo, obviously from Pantera, Pepper from, uh, Corrosion of Conformity, Kirk from, um, Crowbar, who I, I was never a fan of Crowbar, um, Jimmy Bauer from, I Hate God, who I was also not a fan of, and um, bass, it was credited, I think this album was credited on bass to uh, a guy called Todd Strange, but I, I think Kirk played, uh, my cat is up here now, let me get her down, so I, I think uh, I think Kirk played, uh, played the bass on this album, but it was credited to Todd Strange. And I don't know if their original intention was everyone was a lot thinner back then. I'm the opposite. I'm thinner now. But I, I don't know if the intention was was it was going to be a one-off album and that was it. Um, but anyway, so this came out in 1995. I think it was recorded in 92 and 93. Uh, about this album, you know what I can say about this album? This is a top 10 of all time album for me. What do you think about that? All that I've bought... 2,000 albums, something like that in my life. I would put this in the top 10. I would even say it, it's, it's, I guess, kind of automatic that you lump it in or you compare it to the, the bands that these guys are in. There are other bands. So, you know, you, you think, well, where would you put it in the corrosion, uh, you know, realm or Pantera? Um, I, I would say I like this album better than every Pantera album except one. Which, if you don't know what that is, you have to go back and watch my video to see what my favorite Pantera album is. But yeah, I, I would say this is as good or, or better than every Pantera album except one. I can't say enough how, how much I love this album. Um, you, you could kind of compare it to Pantera only in the fact that it's, it's heavy and that it's Phil Anselmo singing. Other than that, there, there are really not that, that, um, that, that many similarities to it. Uh, I, I thought, and I, looking back on it now, Down should have become bigger than Pantera. They were more, although they were both very, very heavy, Down was, I think, much more, maybe, um, accessible is the, is the word. I, I think they, like, Stone the Crow, which, which, which was the, um, I think the only video they did from, from this album. Stone the Crow was a, a very, that would have fit, I think, much better on the radio at that time than anything that Pantera did. It, it was, uh, Again, it was very heavy, but it was also just a little bit more. I, I don't, I'm not even sure how to how to finish that thought. Wasn't necessarily more melodic. It wasn't more mellow. It wasn't. I don't know, but it, it just I think had better appeal. But um, for whatever reason, down kind of stayed somewhat underground, which was fine. But this album, this is a perfect album. Every every single song. There there are not that many albums where I could say. Every single song is, or, or let's say was at one point or other, one point or another my favorite song. But this album is like that, uh, Temptations, Wings, Life, or Pillar, Pillars of Eternity, Rehab. Every, every single song on this. Maybe a couple that are maybe not quite as, um, I, I can't say not quite as good, but maybe a couple that I didn't quite get into. As much as the others, uh, maybe Swan Song. Maybe that's it. Only, only Swan Song. And Bury Me in Smoke. Bury Me in Smoke became Down's signature song, I guess. It's, just, you know, it's like their, uh, the song that they close every show with. Not that I didn't like it. I just didn't think it was deserving of that status. But, um, yeah, th this album is, is just incredible. It sounded very, very raw, and maybe because you know the history of it that they kind of recorded it, um, you know, I think spontaneously. You, you can just hear that it's a very raw record. Um, my, my favorite song on this one, it's hard to say. Like I said, probably every, every one has been a favorite at some point. Maybe, maybe one that has stuck with me more than any of the other ones over the years is maybe Lifer, but even I would say the, the first Five songs, Temptations, Wings, Lifers, Pillars of Eternity, Rehab, and Hail the Leaf. Those are as good, you know, five songs, consecutive five songs, even more specifically to open an album. 
as any album ever. Just, just unbelievable. Um, Jail, I love Jail. Jail was, uh, I'll maybe talk about that, um, when I get to the last couple of down releases. Jail was a very quiet, mellow, acoustic song that I, I also really loved as good as any of the heavy albums, heavy songs. Um, Pray for the Locust, that, that was just a, a little one, one and a half minute, um, instrumental, like acoustic guitar. Just this album is full of riff after riff after riff. It's unbelievable. Um, I don't know what else to say. I, I feel like I should have a lot more to say about this album. It, it's perfect. It's flawless. It's one of the, there are a lot of great, great, great albums. Very few what I would call perfect albums. This is one of them. Um, they came close again, which I'm going to talk about shortly. Um, I don't know what else to say. I feel like, I, as I said, I should have more to say. I should have prepared more, but just, just the, the everybody, I don't know why this album went, this album should have sold as many as, uh, I don't know what the best selling Pantera album is. I know, I know Far Beyond Driven went to number one. Um, I don't know, probably, I guess Vulgar Display of Power went maybe double platinum. I don't know if this went platinum or even gold, but it should have. It was, it was a, this is a masterpiece. I don't know if I've said that word in all these, these, um, videos I've done, but I, I would say this is, uh, this is a masterpiece for sure. If you're, um, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you're a young person and you're, you're just getting into to metal and you've never heard of Down, this, put this up with, um, uh, the, the, you know, any of the Black Sabbath albums, uh, Master of Puppets, Rain and Blood, um, I don't know, any of the classic metal albums, this is it. Amazing, fantastic, killer masterpiece. I don't know what else to say about this album. Uh, and that was 1995. That album came out in 1995. And, um, again, because they were, you know, there were, it was guys from, from other bands, guys that came from different bands. It took them a while to, to get together again. The next album came out seven years later in 2002. And it was this one with an album title that I always hated. It was a, a bustle in your hedgerow, and I know that's from Stairway to Heaven. I do know that, but I just always thought it was a stupid name for it, for an album title, uh, a stupid title for an album. My cat is being very curious here. Um, so, so this this had uh, this this came out in, in 2002. Bad album title. They they also called it or subtitled it Down Two. They're going with the the Led Zeppelin. Uh, motif of, of one, two, three, and arguably four, or Van Halen, had Van Halen two. Um, this album was, I would say, almost as good as, uh, as Nola, the first album. I think, I, I've talked about this before, but you, you sometimes, the, the order that something comes out in is very important. And I think if this had been their first album instead of Nola, I would have liked, uh, maybe this better than Nola. Same with, I said this with Justice for All, if it had come out before um, uh, Master of Puppets. For me, uh, South of Heaven, if it had come out before Rain and Blood. These, the, you know, these back-to-back -back albums that are very, very equal, but you, you have a tendency to go for the first one or consider the first one as your favorite. If anybody knows what I'm talking about. The one small thing I didn't like about this one was it was it was a little bit long and they had a couple of... I've talked about this also before, filler. A lot of people, uh, and I think my opinion of filler is, uh, a lot of people, they think filler is just a song that they don't like. They say, uh, this, uh, this, uh, you know, Leper Messiah, I don't really like that song, so it's filler, which I very strongly disagree with. Filler to me is literally when you had to fill the album. You maybe, you maybe only had eight songs and you wanted nine, so you had to write another album or a little piece or something or use something. Literally to, to pad the album. It, it could be, could be called padding instead of filler. And it, it's not necessarily bad. I think, um, Motley Crue on Shout the Devil did it with, um, you could even say in the beginning or God Bless the Children of the Beast, uh, Van Halen with Eruption, um, Black Sabbath had lots. I talked about this with all the Black Sabbath album, they, albums. They had these, these little acoustic pieces, Fluff and, um, 
what else was there? I don't know. But uh, so a couple of little things on this. There was Dube Interlube and uh, Flambeau's, what's this called? Flambeau's Jamming with St. Augustine, I guess. And <laughs> <coughs> there's this COVID from Arizona coming back to, hang, to haunt me. Thanks, Arizona. Um, this album is, it's pretty long. I think it's 65 or 70 minutes. I don't think there's any need to have these little two minute interludes to, uh, to make the album any longer. To me, it's not necessary to, to put every, oh, the last Corrosion album, Corrosion Conformity, um, they had, I think three or four Anthrax had it too on Worship Music. Um, these little pieces that, that separated for me, that separated the flow of the album. Uh, and this was already pretty long. So this had 15 tracks, 13, you know, real legitimate songs, and then the, the, the two, what I would call filler. Um, but again, doing, going, going from this, I would say, as I mentioned, the first five songs on, uh, on NOLA are as good as any five songs on any album, especially to open an album. Same thing here. Uh, it was Lysergic Funeral Procession. There's something on my side, The Man That Follows Hell, Stained Glass Cross, and Ghosts Along the Mississippi. Those are, I, I would put the, if I took my five or six or seven favorite songs from this album and put them up against uh, my five or six or seven favorites from NOLA, totally equal. As I said, Nola came out first, so I have to give it the edge. Just like in, you know, in, in baseball, a tie goes to the runner, kind of the same thing. Whatever came out first. In the very important realm of, of favorites. Um, but what, what a, this was maybe even heavier than, than Nola, but just also very beautiful. The middle section of, um, I can't remember if it was there, something on my side or a ghost, ghost along the Mississippi. It had a, just a beautiful, very melodic, like a dual guitar, kind of a solo thing. Um, what else can I say? There's something on my, uh, The Man That Follows Hell, the middle part of uh, just the opposite of what I just mentioned. Among the heaviest things you'll ever hear, the... Ah, so, so heavy and so good. Stained Glass Cross is cool too. I love that. It has some um, organ. I don't know if it's B3, like a Hammond B3. A little bit different for down. Um, what else can I say about this album? Ah, where I'm going. Um, acoustic song. Down did, as I mentioned on, on NOLA, they had Jail. And on this one they had a little bit more mellow songs. They had Learn From This Mistake was mellow. Uh, where I'm going. Uh, lies, I don't know what they say. But, and that's an incomplete thought. Uh, oh, and also Landing on the Mountains of Megiddo. Megiddo? Megiddo? I think it's Megiddo. Um, great. Those, those are, that would have made a, a beautiful EP. Those, those four kind of acoustic mellow songs that I, I think I'll talk about that later when I talk about their, uh, the last two releases. Um, I love it. Just a perfect mix of really, really heavy. New Orleans is a dying horror. The, just, I'm not going to sing, um, how, how that song goes, but the, the, the introduction is unbelievably heavy. What else can I say about this one? I love it. This this was um, I listened to this constantly in 2002. Something that I'll add unique to this one for me um, personally. Now you see that I had a burned copy here back in 2002 when we had CD burners when they were cool for about five minutes. This I I had this in a car in my car uh, when I lived in Canada and it was super super hot. And it actually melted the, the CD. My CD, the real one, became warped. And I don't know if, you could, if the camera can pick it up, but it warped also. The, the black tray is warped. So I had to re-record. Back in the days when I used to listen to an actual uh, CD, it was, uh, it got, the, the actual CD got warped. It was so hot in my car. And there's the, the, the warping of the uh, of the CD tray. For anybody who thinks that Canada is a cold country, not true. Cold, unbelievably cold in the winter, but hot enough to, to melt plastic in the summer. So this is down, uh, down to a bustle in your hedgerow. I love it. Um, I, I, 
a, a classic album for me. Again, I could put this up with. Uh, I my, I've said this before. My top ten albums of all time are probably really around twenty five. This would be in that list too. I listen to that constantly, just just all the time. Um, so that's it for down to a bustle in your hedgerow. Next, uh, four years. So they were getting a little bit shorter. This was when, uh, now of course, Dimebag was, uh, was killed in December 2004. That, that changed a lot of things. Uh, I'm sure there's, there, I have no doubt that Pantera would have, would have reformed if Dimebag hadn't, hadn't been killed. Everybody else did it, uh, you know, later. Guns N' Roses, Fate No More, I Mother Earth, Van Halen, all these bands that you swore would never reunite. Pantera, I always knew they would reunite, but obviously when uh, when Daryl was killed, that wasn't going to happen. Maybe the slight good thing about that was it. I don't think Down ever officially said this, but in my mind, that kind of opened it up for Down to be a real band, not just a side project. And as a result, in 2006, Down put out this. Not maybe not quite the masterpiece that Noel is, but I, I love this album too. This was called, as you can see, Over the Under. This came out in uh no, 2007 this came out. So it was it was five years after after the second album. And um I didn't like this quite as much as the first two. It's it's kind of funny. We have a tendency to to always compare it to the last one or what comes before, which is maybe not the best thing to do. I think every album should should be judged on its own as if it were the band's first album. But it's it's kind of hard to 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 not go back and think. Um, but again, if this had been their first album, I, you know, maybe this would have been my my favorite down album. I love it. This is um, th this was a little bit different. I I'm not sure what it was. I think Phil's voice at this point was changing a little bit. He didn't have. I mentioned when I did. Uh, I think I mentioned. I should have mentioned. When I did this this Pantera review, that uh, for me Phil Anselmo and James Hetfield from let's say Hetfield from 80, 86 or eighty seven up until ninety or ninety one, and Phil Anselmo from ninety I don't know ninety two ninety three through ninety seven or something had the two most almost inhuman voices. There was no no reason for. Uh, for a human voice to sound like like those guys did, and of course I mean that in the absolute best possible way, but it's it's of course obviously also hard to maintain that. And I think by this point Phil's voice was a little bit tired or or was changing a little bit. He he couldn't really I think belt it out like like he could before, but still a, a great great album. This had how many songs? Three, six, nine. This had twelve songs. No, no filler on this one, and it did have another great. I mentioned I love the the down acoustic songs. Where I'm going, uh, landing on landing on the mountains of Megiddo, um, jail, and this one had uh, His Majesty the Desert, uh, which is kind of an an intro to uh, Pyramid, which had a very very obvious, um, clearly had a, had a little nod to, uh, to Creeping Death by Metallica. I have no doubt that I, I'm not saying that Pan, that uh, that Down sat in a room and said, "We're going to make a song that sounds like um, Creeping Death." I, I know it wasn't intentional, but uh, da, 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 it as soon as I heard it, and even I listened to this album uh, last week or earlier this week. I often listen to these albums just to to kind of remind myself of what to talk about or to inspire me or just because I like to listen to them. And even when I listened to it uh, earlier this week, I, I thought, oh, yeah, Creeping Death for sure. Um, this And the, at the the last song, Nothing in Return, Walk Away. To me, that's that's much more, much more of a signature song than um, Bury Me in Smoke from Nola. Nothing in Return, to me, has a, a very Led Zeppelin, No Quarter vibe to it. It doesn't really sound like No Quarter, but it just has that same same atmosphere, same vibe. Um, favorites from this album, um, maybe the opening track, Three Suns and One Star. I love Mourn, Beneath the Tides. Uh, nah, maybe not. Nah, In the Thrall of It All. That, that's probably my favorite. Lilia loves that song. 
Um, she's a so-so down fan, but she loves, I mean, loves, loves, loves in the thrall of it all. And I do too. And I think probably the reason she loves it is because she heard me playing it so much. I was playing it constantly in the car and I'm an influencer. Um, yeah, three suns and one star or in the thrall of it all. In the thrall of it all. I don't know if that's a little nod to Black Sabbath. Um, the thrill of it all on Sabotage, at least in the title. Musically, lyrically, vocally, it has nothing to do with it, but uh, this this album is very good. I, I'm not sure what a lot of people think about Dan, Down albums. I, I know Nola is, the, uh, is considered their jewel, as it should be. And earlier this year, a couple of, maybe two months ago, I think in August or maybe early September was the... Uh, the 25th anniversary of NOLA, and they did, uh, Down did a, I keep almost wanting to say Pantera, Down did a, a live stream uh, of NOLA. They did, uh, I think they did the whole album and then a few other songs, but I um, can't remember what I was talking about. But yeah, th this is an excellent album. Very, very good. Oh yeah, I was saying, yeah, NOLA is their, their classic album. It's their, their master of puppets. Uh, I don't know what people thought about Down after after that, but I love this album. Love it. So that's uh, that's all I have to say about Down Over the Ender 2007. And cool album cover too. How they um, they made it look kind of worn, almost like a like an old um, vinyl cover with the the fake um, marks of the record inside it. Cool. I, I love that artwork. It's excellent. A little break from, from new music from Down was, was this one. This was the live album DVD called Diary of a Mad Band. This came out in, it was recorded in 2006. They did a tour in 2006, which was, a, I guess, a warm up to, um, or maybe they were doing a, a little break from when they were recording uh, Over the Under and they toured Europe. I don't know if that was their first tour of Europe ever or the first one since, I don't know, 95 or, no, maybe their first tour ever. And um, so so they recorded this as a live album. It came out after Over the uh, over the Under, but it was recorded before. So just, just songs from the first two albums on this one. And now I've, I've mentioned this several times whenever I do these videos about live albums. For me, live albums are somewhat hit or miss. You know, you have the classics. For me, the greatest live album ever was, uh, or is, Kiss Alive. I would say Live After Death, Iron Maiden is very close. Um, you know, I, I love Scorpions Worldwide Live, and uh, Iron Maiden, the Flight 666 was excellent. Some other ones I'm not too too crazy about. This one, um, I'm, I'm not that familiar with it. Uh, I, I do love that it was a, a CD and a DVD with a slightly different um, track listing, the, 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 the CD or the, the audio was, I think, a complete show from London, and it was uh, 16 songs. Losing All was the opener, and then the DVD was, let me take a look here, was 17 songs, mostly the same... Um, there's something on my side was on the DVD. I think it wasn't on on the CD. And these were all each track of this one of the of the DVD were recorded in different countries. Uh, they opened with Lysergic Funeral Procession from the from the down to Bustle in Your Hedgerow. Whereas in London on the CD they opened with I think Losing All. And then uh, so Hamburg, Germany, second track Cologne, Germany. Netherlands, Birmingham, Nottingham, Glasgow, Scotland, the next two songs, Manchester, Newcastle, England, Paris, Oslo, Norway, Stockholm, Copenhagen, the Dublin, and Donington in England. They closed from the, the big festival, uh, Bury Me in Smoke. I think Duff McKagan played on that, or he, he played Bury Me in Smoke with Down at some point. I don't I can't remember. But I thought now, what, a couple of things I do remember from, from this one was um, the version of Jail on on the CD, not the DVD, but the CD, is one of, uh, I hate to say this because I love Down so much, but one of the worst vocal performances ever. I, I don't know if Phil was having an off night. 
the DVD version from Copenhagen was much, much better. But Phil in the, in the CD version from London, he, he just, he couldn't, he couldn't sing. He, he was, he was good in the, in the rest of the, the concert. I don't know what happened in, in jail, but he, he just couldn't, I don't know if he, he couldn't find the, the key, I think. He was going up and down. He was all over, both in the lead and I think he sings in the backing vocals with Kirk and Pepper. Um, I, I feel bad saying that because I, I love Phil and I love Down, but it was, uh, Jail was not a good performance. Yeah. Uh, but I would rather have that than a, than a doctored version. Um, but, well, that's the way it goes. So, and what else do I remember? Um, ah, another kind of a, I mentioned this with, um, when I talked about Pantera. Pantera has a very meathead crowd. And I think Down kind of does. It's mostly the same people and, and just Phil, Phil, I mentioned, can, can be the most uh, charming guy, very, very, very likable, funny, charismatic, but he can also be a dick and a meathead. And he, he was meathead in this. Every, between every song was, uh, and then was goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. And uh, I, I just remember that. His banter, he was no, um, no David Lee Roth or no, or no Paul Stan. I, th I think he, he struggled with the, uh, with the banter. Oh, and also on, um, I think it was in jail on the live CD or I, I don't know if it was the CD or the DVD, but it was on jail. He, he chastised the crowd. He scolded them for, uh, for, for clapping. He said, stop clapping. Um, stop that clapping shit, I think he said, which was very strange. You never hear a singer discourage clapping. They, they're usually encouraging. He was discouraging it. But anyway, so Dire of a Mad, Mad, Mad Band, um, obviously a play on, on Ozzy, Dire of a Madman. Um, it, it is good. I, I can't say I disliked it. I just, it, it didn't hit me the same way that Live After Death or Worldwide Live or Kiss Alive did. But, uh, I, I was, I was happy to have it. And, um, this, this was a point where it was very exciting to be a, a down fan. Because they, they, um, I mean, when they did this tour, not this album, because I mentioned that the tour came before them, they, they were, in my eyes anyway, a, a new full-time band. They were touring again. They were working on a, on, a, on a new album. So when this came out, I think this came out in 2010. Yeah, 2010 it came out. I was very happy to have this. I have a mad band. Mad band. Which uh, brings me to my my concert history of Down. I only ever saw them once. They they were not a big touring band, um, and I did see them. They played here in Mexico City in 2011. I think late 2011. They played at a place that's been gone for quite a few years now, called Salon Jose Cuervo, and I, I had a really good time at that show. I was very very close to the front. I was very, very, very happy to see Down for the first time and to see Phil again. I hadn't seen Phil since, um, since the, the last time I saw him with Pantera, which was in 98. So it was, uh, what's that? 13 years since I had seen Phil live. And he's, he's, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but he's one of my very top frontmen. I love Phil Anselmo, both as a singer and as a frontman. Despite what I said about him a few minutes ago, and it, it was cool to see him again. There was no um, there was no opening band for that show, but I think there was supposed to be. But it was going to be a local band, I think. But I don't know if the band broke up or they canceled kind of last minute. So down kind of opened for themselves. I think it was uh, Kirk and Jimmy and maybe a couple of guys from their crew, and they just got up and they jammed a few songs. I think they were wearing uh, luchador masks. Um, and they, they just jammed uh, a bunch of stuff, which was uh, kind of cool. Um, and I think that was my first time ever seeing Pepper Keenan live. I had seen COC two or three times in the, I first saw COC, I think in 85 or 86 before Pepper was around. And then again in 86 or 87, maybe a third time. And I'd never seen, uh, seen Pepper Keenan before. And I'm going to take this second brackets parentheses from talking about down. I'm going to talk about Pepper Keenan. I, I have said before in conversations, Pepper Keenan is the MVP of metal or this, whatever you want to call this type of music. Pepper Keenan is the MVP. He's, uh, he's, he's got two great bands, Corrosion and Down. Um, 
singer in one, um, singer guitarist in one, and in, in Corrosion, obviously, and guitarist in Down, the, you know, principal songwriter in both. And just he's, uh, if, if anybody doesn't know about Pepper Keenan, he's like a, a James Hetfield light, and I don't mean light as an insult at all. I just mean with, without, I guess, the level of success, obviously, that James Hetfield has, but just as a, as a riff guy, uh, as a, guy's got a powerful voice, unbelievable powerful voice. Um, maybe his voice is to me like a mix of Hetfield and, and Ozzy. Uh, he's, he's a riff lord, riff god, riff master, whatever you want to, want to say. And, um, yeah, so, so Pepper Keenan, MVP of metal. That's what I think. Um, alright, now, ha! This is where things start to get a little bit weird for Down. They kind of laid low for a bit. They were, they were just touring. They had a tour with Metallica, which they almost got kicked off of for Phil's behavior, I think. And they, they were touring quite a bit, but had maybe taken a break from recording or, or just not taken a break, but because they were, um, touring so much, they maybe didn't have time. And they, they started to talk about their, what was going on in the world of Down. And they said they were going to record a series of four EPs. And the, the four EPs were going to have all kind of like a similar theme. And they were going to come out over the next, I don't know if they ever set a time frame. I don't know if they said over the next two or three or four years, something like that. And now, right away, I... I thought, I don't see, I don't see that happening just because I, I love Down and I, I, I like the guys in Down, but in some ways they, they just seem, they come across as just a bunch of guys, you know, sitting around smoking weed and, and everything is a good idea, but I don't know how much of it they follow through on. I could be totally wrong. This is just how I see it. So I, th I thought there's no way they're ever going to get to four EPs. It's going to take them the rest of their lives to get to four EPs. Uh, although I did like the concept of it, and they, they also mentioned at one point that one of the EPs was going to be acoustic, which I don't know how serious they were. Again, it may have been just talk, but I, I was very excited for that. I thought, as I mentioned, I love uh, where I'm going and landing landing on the mountains of Megiddo and Jail and um, what else? Lies. I don't uh, Yeah, lies. I don't know what they say. So I was, I was, ah, I thought that's great to, to have a down acoustic EP. It's going to be fantastic. So in um, 2012, they did put out the first EP, the first of four, and this was this was called Down. Uh, what do they call this? Down Four Part One. It was their fourth release. They had Nola, Bustle in Your Hedro was two, Over the Under was three, and then this was the Part Four. Although they never made a proper um, it's not on the spine or on the album cover or anywhere in the liner notes. Uh, and at this point, Rex Brown was gone. Rex, uh, I didn't mention that, but Rex Brown from Pantera joined in time for the second album, Bustle in Your Hedgerow, and was there for um, uh, Over the Ender and up until, I guess, shortly before this. And a guy called Pat Bruders replaced him. So this is Pat Bruders' first appearance on a Down album or Down recording. This, this As I said, it's an EP. Although to me it's really an album. It's six songs. I think it's thirty around thirty-five minutes. To me, it's a full album. Um, not not quite as good as the as the previous three, but I I did I still did like this a lot. I will say, um, Miss Fortune Teller, the last song on this one, that's as good as as anything on the on the first three down albums. I love Miss Fortune Teller. Also, Levitation, the opening song, it's very good. The thing, the thing with these EPs though, this one, I, maybe the second one even more, which I'm going to talk about shortly. The songs seem to, and I'm not a songwriter, I'm not a musician, I'm not a, a lyricist, I'm not a singer, I'm just, just a fan. So I don't know if I can really articulate this and maybe I'm full of shit, but the, the songs on this didn't seem as structured. They were, now even Levitation, which I love, it just seemed like, it, it kind of these these two EPs I could maybe talk about them together. They remind me of the the Metallica Beyond Magnetic EP. They don't sound like it. They're you know not even close in style, but just in the sense that 
you you could hear some some good ideas, but it's like they just didn't put it all together. Um, it's like they they just went in and kind of jammed and had some ideas and recorded it. And there's some really really good stuff, but it feels a little bit, just a little bit. And I don't again, I don't really mean this in a bad way. A little bit clunky or incomplete or something like this. And levitation is one like that. Um, they they didn't have the riffs, I think, as much on on these two EPs as they did on the first three, especially the first two albums. Um, but good. Also, um, Witch Tripper was a was a good song. I, I like all the songs on this on this EP. The Curse is a Lie had a really really cool uh, the intro and outro, which kind of like was like bookends. Like a really cool, um, I guess like a dual, not riffs, not leads, but just, just, um, really, I don't know what else to say. Just a really cool intro and outro to The Curse is a Lie with, uh, Pepper and Kurt playing together. Uh, this work is timeless. That was a song that was a leftover from Over the Ender. Um, I remember I had a, a demo of, of, uh, at the, at the time, it was just, excuse me, it was called Timeless. And it was one of these things that floated around the internet and it was called Timeless. It was a demo from Over the Under. I had that, I guess, around there, around the time from 2007. And then they kind of reworked it a little bit and retitled it to This Work is Timeless. Um, pretty good song. And uh, so so that's it for the EP. So this was 2012. Now, again, I don't think they ever give a time frame, but you know, I thought EPs are kind of ones that you bang out pretty quickly. So I was maybe expecting something a little bit sooner. But um, they waited two years, which I guess was not too bad for, for Down, and they're in the Down world to wait uh, two years. Now, before I talk too much about the songs on that one, they had another change. Kirk had left in maybe around 2013. I, I think he wanted to focus on on Crowbar. That was what he said at the time. And I've mentioned this before, but when, when bands lose members, and I, I assume bands know this, it, it kind of takes the toll on the fans. And I'm sure it does on the bands too, much, much worse. But as a, as a fan, when you, when you hear there are lineup changes, you think, ah, this, this, you know, everything, uh, it's going to take longer now. You know, they have to find a replacement and you're not going to like the new replacement as much. I think it's different in Down especially. This is not like Dave Lombardo leaving Slayer. As much as I love Slayer and Dave Lombardo, he never wrote any music. So with Dave Lombardo leaving, they just had to, had to find a new drummer. It didn't it didn't really affect Slayer's music. But Kirk Kirk was one of the the main writers in Down. He wrote or co-wrote half half the songs I think on every album. So they didn't just lose a guitarist. They lost uh you know, a founding member and, and a friend for them. That doesn't affect me, but, but one of their, their main writers. So maybe, maybe mentally you're, you're kind of setting this as a fan. Maybe I was setting the standards low for their next album or in this case EP. And you're maybe a little bit predisposed to not like it as much. And that, that was the case with me. And I, I listened to this also last week or earlier this week. And it's actually not as bad. Maybe, maybe just the timing of it. When it, when it came out, it wasn't that I disliked it. I just had kind of lost interest. Um, you know, waiting, waiting a couple of years just for an EP. You know, they, they hadn't toured. They hadn't, at least hadn't been in Mexico for a while. I thought, ah, I kind of missed down. And, um, and now they, they have a new guy. It was, um, Bobby Landgraf, who played in a great, great band from Austin, Texas called, um, uh, Godzilla Motor Company with Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys and Broken Teeth. Godzilla Motor Company was a killer band. I loved, uh, um, not Broken Teeth, Godzilla Motor Company. I talked about them um, a little bit when I did this Broken Teeth uh, video, going through the Broken Teeth discography. Uh, Godzilla Motor Company for, for me was a, a really good mix of vulgar display of power era Pantera. And um, Justice for All era Metallica. So Bobby Landgraf from from Godzilla Motor Company was in Down now, and uh, nothing against him, but I don't think he was he was a songwriter. So now Down had two different guys than they did from their from their third album, which I loved. And this this album or EP, it wasn't bad, but I just didn't get into it. Um, Steeple, the opening song, 
is is good. We knew him well, which is an excellent song. That was the lead single or the the lead track that they put out prior to the albums or EPs release. That was an excellent song. Although I will say, Phil at the beginning of that song, I don't know what he says, and it's not it's not in the lyrics. It's just one of his uh, kind of his off the cuff things that he says, I guess. When they're starting to record, I, I don't think it's in the lyrics. No, they're not. He says, uh, I don't even know what he says. God, do it. It sounds like he's sitting on the toilet grunting. Um, very strange. But I love that song, Distrust the Artist. Uh, we Knew Him Well was an excellent song. So for me on this one, one excellent, fantastic, killer song, as good as it gets, We Knew Him Well. And one that was also pretty good. Um, the other four... I just never really get into Hogshead, Dogshead, Conjure. Conjure was pretty good. Uh, Sufferer's Years, that was, that was okay too. And Bacchanalia was kind of a strange one. That was a long, kind of an epic. It was around eight or nine minutes. So I, I feel a little bit incomplete about, and they called this, by the way, Down 4 Part 2. We're still waiting for Down 4 Part 3, which has now been, this came out in 2014. So it's now been six years that Down has done anything. Uh, I think they've played maybe a few shows since then, haven't recorded anything. Hopefully now Kirk is back, and although Pepper is also back in COC, which I was very, very happy about because I loved uh, the Corrosion Conformity, the last Corrosion Conformity album before they did, uh, sorry, before Pepper kind of went off for a while, was uh, In the Arms of God, which I loved. So I was very happy to see that. That's one of the few bands that when a guy leaves, didn't leave, but Down kind of took a hiatus for Pepper to go back to um, Corrosive Conformity. That's one of the few ones that I was very happy about, and Corrosive Conformity did, um, did an album, I guess at this point, uh, I think it was two years ago, No Cross, No Crown, which was a good album. Um, so, so that's it. So it's been a long time. It's been uh, six years, coming on seven years since Down has released anything. Down, get up! Let, let's uh, let's do something. Phil is, is obviously for for the last couple of years been touring pretty hard with um, the Illegals, which is kind of like his solo band. And I can say something about that. I saw him in Mexico City last year. Phil Phil Anselmo and the Illegals. Phil Philip H Anselmo and the Illegals. I hate to say one of the worst concerts that I've ever experienced in my life. Not 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 even one of the worst. Just one of the worst sounding. Um, I don't know if it, was, if it was the venue or the band. The opening band didn't sound much better. Actually, you know what? I think they did sound better. Horrible sounding concert. I, I couldn't sound, uh, distinguish one song from the next. And Phil, uh, as a front, I think he can, he can sing okay. He's not, and I'm sure he would admit, he can't sing like the Pantera days and I wouldn't expect him to. But, um, the other thing when I saw him with the Illegals last year, and I know the guy has, has health problems. He has very bad back problems. I, which I think, I don't want to start rumors or, or, um, speculate. I, I think his problems maybe are worse than he's let on. He, he, he could hardly move. He, he kind of does the Aussie thing. He didn't move the whole night. He just hangs on the mic like this, uh, like Aussie and he doesn't headbang. He doesn't jump around. To make it clear, I have no problem with that. Uh, he's, he's getting older. He, I'm, 51, he's, I'll be 51 next week or two weeks. He's, I know he's around my age. I think he's a year older than me. I think he's 52 now. Um, so I, I have no problem. And the guy put himself through torture, you know, in Pantera. So I have no problem. But just pointing out that, um, that I, I think he has problems with his back. I know he had many surgeries on them. Um, I, I, I hope. Um, I hope he's okay. I, I love, as I said, I, I, I'm a big Phil Anselmo fan. I also mentioned, I th I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I should. If I didn't, I'll, I'll do it now. And if I did, I'll repeat myself. Again, going back to Phil and James Hetfield, another parallel I can draw between them. Those are two guys that I'm personally kind of thankful that those guys are still alive. They, they've had uh, a lot of grief and, and bad things happen in their life. And, um, especially Phil, he, he overdosed in 96, 95, 96, I think. And, um, he's, he's had a lot of problems in his life. So I'm, I'm just very happy and thankful that Phil Anselmo is still around. 
Uh, I just wish he would get back to down. For me, down is the number one priority. Although I just saw last week or this week, a couple of days ago, that Scour, another of Phil's projects, is releasing a new, a new album uh, next month or in December or something. And also Phil did uh, the Super Joint album maybe two years ago. So I can't blame it on Phil. He's a very, very busy guy. And Pepper is busy with COC and Down and Kirk has Crowbar and Down. So I, I hope now everybody can get together and work on those last two. I would even take one more Down release. Acoustic would be great. So that's it uh, for Down. I'm done with Down. Um, what, a, what a great band. They came along very, very late in my life in 95. I was 26 compared to most of these other bands I've talked about that, that I got into when I was 10, 12 years old. Um, but man, I listened to Down a lot in my life. So uh, so that's it for Down. If anybody's wondering, I have two more of these planned. They're going to be... Um, uh, I'm not going to tell you what they are. That's uh, what we call in the business. That's a tease. So stay tuned uh, for the next two episodes, which I'll be doing um, uh, whenever I, I get a chance to do it. So that's it for uh, for for me, Dan Bowski, Dan, Phil, Pepper, Kirk, Rex, uh, who else? Bobby Landgraf, Pat Bruders, Rex Brown, if I didn't mention him. Uh, that's all. See ya. Let's go!